Good morning, it's June the 2nd. We're reading through the Bible. We're in 2 Chronicles chapters 7, 8, and 9, and also in the Gospel of John. Uh, we have a great section here of the culmination of all the fanfare and festivities regarding the dedication of the temple. Solomon's project is complete. God shows his approval by the miraculous acceptance of the offering on the altar. Then we have this um, feasting that takes place, and then Solomon uh, gives a final dedication here, a reminder to obey and the blessings that come when uh, we do obey. Solomon, then in chapter 8, we see him build cities, which is interesting because David was known for all these battles that he fought, all the uh, victory he had over the hostile enemies around him in terms of nations and people and assaults on the borders, and now Solomon here inheriting that uh, secure land ends up becoming the um, the city builder because he's known for his expansion and his projects and all the wealth that comes as he builds those cities. And then, of course, we see again uh, the second historical depiction of the Queen of Sheba coming to him in chapter 9, the riches and the gold. And she's so impressed and all these things uh, cap the uh, testimony of Solomon, and at the end of chapter 9, uh, the depiction of his life is over and Solomon dies. John 13 is our New Testament reading, which is the beginning of this upper room discourse, which is a very dramatic scene where Jesus puts on an apron like a servant and gets down and washes their feet. You'll remember that was uh, something necessary. If you're going to go to a meal, a banquet, you were walking around with the dusty roads uh, through whatever it might be, the valleys to get to Jerusalem, to go through the city even. It's a dirty place. You've got to wash your feet. It was much like washing your hands before you eat. And so it was a servant's task. And Jesus takes that servant's task on and shows in this act, this symbolic act of forgiveness is what it was, is Peter says, well, just wash my whole body. And Jesus, of course, says, uh, you know, if you're part of my team here, you're already forgiven. What you have to do is deal with all this stuff that tr you traffic through in this world. And there's a great symbolic lesson there in keeping our account with Christ, what it needs to be in terms of our forgiveness and confession of sin. And so uh, the great lesson embedded in that, and then a very practical lesson in terms of us serving one another. And he says, you need to do the same thing I'm doing here, taking the lowly spot and being the servant. And that is how uh, love is measured by the sacrifice and the servant of our approach to caring for other people. And so a great um, picture here of Christ's care and concern. Of course, it ends uh, with Judas being called out. We're reading only verses uh, 1 through 17 in John chapter 13. So uh, we, it ends with that uh, negative scene of us remembering that one among the band of Jesus' disciples ends up betraying him. Our community imperative for today is found in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. We continue through this chapter. We glean a lot of things that we learn from uh, the example of the Apostle Paul as to how to uh, deal with one another. We certainly want to be a source of uh, encouragement and blessing and uh, spiritual growth in the lives of other people. And here is the verse I want to turn you to is 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. And I'll read it for you. It says, And we also thank God constantly for this, that when you receive the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it, not as the word of men, but as it really was, as it really is, rather, uh, the word of God, which is at work in you who believe. So here is Paul sharing a message, and he's saying, listen, this is not just the word of people, of human beings. This is God's word, and I'm relaying it to you. And so I would put it this way. When you share the word, uh, share it authoritatively. Now, jot that down if you would. Share the word authoritatively. And it doesn't mean that we're authoritarian. I'm not talking about domineering or trying to be some kind of you know, heavy-handed person. I'm just saying when we share the word with someone in a particular 
instance of their life or a need that they have or a crisis they're in, we share it with uh, the authority that it has. We're not sharing advice. These aren't uh, biblical suggestions. These are biblical commands and we need to take them seriously. And so uh, think about sharing the word authoritatively, not just as a parent. If you happen to be a parent with your kids, I think it's more natural for us to kind of bring that sense of gravity of, of the truths that we're sharing, but even with one another. Uh, people may... Um, in our culture, not think that we should ever share anything dogmatically or assertively, uh, but the Word of God ought to be shared that way. That doesn't mean that we're red-faced or angry or yelling at anyone. It just means that we recognize that what we're giving is just not another voice in the crowd, but it is the definitive Word of God. So if you're sharing the truth of God's Word, uh, even quoting a biblical passage, we don't do it with apology. We don't do it sheepishly. We should do it authoritatively. So there is our community imperative for today. So get to reading the Bible, get on to praying, get on to thinking about how you might share the word with someone today the way that Paul does in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. We'll see you back tomorrow as we continue our reading through the Bible.